Put your hands together. 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 Put your What's up, hands everybody? Together. Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands Please together. Please help yourself. Let's put your hands together, together for your host, Kevin Esposito. slightly intimate crowd for us. That's good. That means you get fractionally more show. There's tons of awesome comics in back. They can hear you. Let's hear it for the comics in back. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. I'm your host, Cameron Esposito, but I have a co-host on the show, and she's going to come out right now. That's Rhea Butcher. Let's hear it for Rhea. Oh, hey. That would be me. <laughs> They've done so much clapping so far. Like, per... Clap again! Per amount of... <laughs> Sometimes I kind of monkey around at the beginning. And, you know, sometimes people come in late. Sometimes there's other stuff that happens. But this was just four claps in a row. Just four. So many claps. Just so many claps. And Ryan's in the booth. Let's hear it for Ryan. Five claps. Five claps. It's 8.05. A clap per minute. Yeah. We're on that clap per minute program. We're feeling weird. We're feeling good. Weird or good? Weird and good. Weird and good. We're feeling weird. We're feeling good. We're feeling weird. <laughs> I like that guy. Where are you at? Oh, it's my friend. Oh, Damn it's our it. friend. <laughs> That's so stupid. Listen, be harder to win. Person I have a relationship with already. <laughs> and the rest of you get on board. <laughs> be louder. Yeah. Yeah, shout him down. Still Listen can't do to it. that. He's what laughing a lot. It's a joke. I love it. We have, we have had a, uh, well, shit. <laughs> I hit the house. You did. Today I hit the house. With her car. With my car. Again. Somebody, did somebody say again? Somebody knows the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Superfan. This is the second time I've hit my house. <laughs> Who are you, you stranger? There you are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I hit the, I hit the house again. Yeah, it's I hit the house. I hit the house. I hit the again. house again. Well, yeah. my family's visiting. Yeah, they are. Your entire family. My entire family's visiting. There they are, right over there. <laughs> Woo! Esposito's? Literally, right? that is. That's not a fake. If you saw, if the fake lights family. were. What if that was a fake family? <laughs> we hired a family. But I so just felt like, like it was There's so. Family. It was just so quick, my transition. Sure. There they are, right there. Like I, could, I felt like I could have pointed to anybody, but that is literally my family. <laughs> that I'm from. They, that I'm from that. Oh, your family of origin? Yeah, that's my family that I'm from that raised me or grew up next to me as a sister. Um, and that's my family. All right. One time we did a show. I did a show in Chicago. Yes. It was Christmas, maybe. And my whole family showed up in sparkly vests to sing Christmas carols with me. Of course they did. And then after the show, one of my friends was like, that was amazing that you got act, that you were able to find actors that looked so much like you. So much like you. To pull off the joke that your family would sing with you. And I was like, oh, that was my family. (laughs) 
What, your family doesn't have sparkly vests? <laughs> At the ready? Yeah. I showed up, they were in the car. Uh, ooh, uh, I'm not even kidding. Um, um, tweet. You know that little tweet <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Thank you. Um, my family's here, so we've been kind of busy with that. Hanging with them. Hanging with them. Hanging with Mr. Rhea, Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. My family, my... Mark, what's his name? Who? Who's the star of... Oh, somebody said Mark Curry. I thought so. I thought you were just telling me but to eat curry. Then I thought it was... No, this is going very well already. Yeah, it's so smooth. This couldn't be better. This is, I think this is our best show opener of all yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. We're just hitting joke after Rhea joke after joke. couldn't figure out if it was curry. What a show. <laughs> People have approached us about turning this into a television show. That's already yes. happened. I'm serious. Yes. This is a television this show This is the right level... Now. That you have to be at to get a show these days. <laughs> Fucking, they'll put anything on TV. <laughs> I like those two girls. They talk about one of them thinks it's curry, and then the other one doesn't know. <laughs> get them on our network! Yeah, that's what they said. That was actually funny. That last yeah. one was a funny joke. <laughs> now I don't trust you. Now I think, now I think we have had our shit together, because now yeah. I'm smart enough to know that that was funny. So, where were you? Uh, anyway, um, we have different families. Oh, we should also yeah, we say, do. we're not, we, look at us. We have shirts on that are button-ups. We're obviously lesbians. Also, <laughs> we are fiancés. We're fiancés of each other, yeah. So I'm going to say that because, like, otherwise it's going to be so weird because I'm going to be yeah. like, what's your family like versus what my family is like? Right. Why are you, when, you know, when I'm like, you were sleeping in my bed all weekend with, the, with my family, you know? Yeah. And then you it guys will like, get what? this idea, like, that that's what comics are like. You know, like, it's like, oh, there's a show together. And then when the family visits, like, the two hosts sleep in the same bed with the family. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. But that's not true. Um, no, we're engaged to each other. We have different, kind of different families. Just slightly. Yeah, what's your family like? Uh, my family, well, I'm an only child. Yep, no siblings uh, at all. How's that feel? None. I mean, fantastic and terrifying at the same time. Why? Uh, I do, I don't, I'm only, I've only, obviously I've only ever had sisters. There was a few years sure. there where I was an only child, you were, you were, and yeah. then they popped around. Came back? Yeah. I don't know where they had gone. Um, well, board games were pretty terrible growing up. Board games were terrible? What do you mean, Rhea? Yeah, I just played a lot of Hungry Hungry Hippos by myself. Who would win? Me. Every time. <laughs> Got all those little balls? All the little white balls. It was always the pink one. Pink one was the best. When you're playing oh, by yourself, you can crowd. choose whichever hungry hippo you want. Everybody's like, no, oh, no I was the orange hippo. Hippo. They're an orange hippo. We went for the same. We did. Oh, that's cute. Um... <laughs> Yellow hippo, green hippo. I didn't want them to think we didn't know the other colors, and sure. that's why maybe it's red. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't My point matter. is there's a pink and an orange. But neither here nor there. You were an only child. You have no siblings at all. I have yeah. two siblings. I have, I'm in the middle. Yeah, you're right in the middle. And um, I would say that that's been very fun. It's fun having sisters. Yeah. Um, I would say that I don't know which of us has hit the house more. <laughs> Real hit in the house kind of a family? We're a hit in the house kind of family. <laughs> I don't know if, I mean, I understand that you're like, oh, again? But like for my family, two times per lifetime, that's like I'm on the low end of our overall stats. If yeah. you were to do baseball cards, I'm like, you have a oh, great ERA. Yeah. 
Or a shitty one. It depends on what you're shooting for. If you're shooting for hitting the house sure. or not hitting the house. This is a very confusing metaphor. If you're actually into baseball or not into baseball, it's going right. to be real hard for us to figure I just out mean, which like, one is what which. What if the winner is the one who hits the house the most? You don't know. Right. Well, you know, then like that it's... would be your slugging percentage. Yeah. Now we're getting into offensive statistics. Oh, I don't know baseball. <laughs> I know. That's why it's confusing. What is an ERA? But can I ask you one question? Who's on first? <laughs> I know the answer to that from Rain Man. Um, What is an ERA? Earned run average. What happens with it? That's for a pitcher, so a low number is a good thing. Because he he doesn't want to get runs. He doesn't want to. But but see, what I'm saying is, what if he does? (laughs) Then he would be a hitter. (laughs) Well... I think I've made my point. <laughs> so wait, is your house the baseball or is your car the ball? See, that's what I'm saying. This is that's, so confusing. That's what I don't know. That's why you can't figure it out. I know. Because the car might be the bat. You could be pitching or, your car. That's right. Or the house is the shortstop. Right. To go deep. Yeah. They say. Oh, God, this is so confusing. <sighs> Do you say go deep? <laughs> yeah, all the time. When you're about... <laughs> Oh no! That's not what I meant. My entire family's over there. That's not what I meant. They're not even your family. Well, they will be. Possibly, they might not be anymore after that joke just happened. Spicy! (laughs) Woo! I was just thinking, like maybe that's what Babe Ruth always said before he got up. Going deep. Go deep. Yeah. I can't even make the and sound of a busted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's how he threw him off. A little switcheroo. He would always throw him off like that. I know what the word bunt means. <laughs> yeah. It's a little cake. They got him at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's is advertising so much bunts right now. I know. As What's the story with that? People really want to bunt cake. As if everybody's like, cake. where am I going to get my fast food bunt? You know? <laughs> like, oh, thank God, McDonald's. You know, as they're driving, crash. <laughs> they hit the house. Hit the house. Shouldn't have put that sign in the sky. I would have avoided the house. (laughs) Was I pitching or was I batting? I can't Mm. remember. Um, (laughs) This is my favorite hitting the house story. Ooh, please tell it. But it's 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 not my story. But I think I'm just gonna assume I have permission to tell it. You have the floor. Um, My one. Go ahead. My one sister. See, I have several, so you'll never know who it is. Um, My one sister once called me and said, Cameron. (laughs) My one sister once called me and said, Cameron, don't worry. There's been an accident, but I'm okay. Best phone call to get. And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm so glad you're okay. Where are you? And she said, I'm in the backyard. (laughs) I said, of what? The house. Yeah. Your house that you were in? I was not there. Oh, but. She had driven through the garage and come out the other side. Not typically where a car is supposed to be. I was also like, I feel like you kind of misrepresented at the beginning. Yeah, you buried the lead. Because I don't know if if you're like, there's been an accident. (laughs) I drove through a static thing. I don't know that that counts as an accident. I drove through a thing that's always there. Yeah. And my car is always in. I know. I feel like it it came out of nowhere. Yeah, right. (laughs) Here I was driving at full speed. toward the back of the garage and that thing didn't expand. I said, go deep! <laughs> but it stayed right where it was. 
my other sister also hit the house. I was having Cheerios. Yeah. Our house kind of, our driveway at my parents' house kind of jogs. And then there's a little breakfast nook there. And I was eating mm. Cheerios as a child. And she was going to high school. And she had like curlers flipping, flying out of her hair. Mm. You know how the Esposito's are. Of course. Yes. Curlers, curlers. and the flipping just out all flames going. <laughs> they're on fire. We're on fire. Yeah. It's catastrophe all the time. Curling and you're on fire. Yeah. We're just, and then um, Cheerios. She everywhere. went, like, she was mad at my parents because it was high school. And she like went, like, like, you know, just like, fuck off, dad. I'll see you never again. And then she like got in the car and then forgot that the driveway jogged. Right. She was like, then that just, came out of yeah. Fuck you, Dad! See you never again! Boof! Hit the house. Hey, Dad. And I was eating Cheerios, and she came right, boom, and then a piece of siding, sad little piece of siding went. <laughs> My mom's like the only one that's Hasn't never hit the house. Hit the house. My dad didn't hit the house, but he did hit the car that was parked directly behind his car uh-huh. in our driveway. And then did that hit the house? No, it was like he was trying to reverse. He forgot to look behind him. Right. There was a parked car yes. in the driveway behind him. Right. So he just went like, like, see you later. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just directly, like botchy, you know? Right, yeah. We were like, I gotta hit the bigger thing at the little thing. It gets yeah. close to the teeny guy. Um, that's the bingo. Yeah, that's croquet. Anybody hit the house here in the in tonight? That's not a member of my family. Has anybody hit a house? No house hitters. Largest thing you've hit from the audience. Largest thing. Has anybody been in a car? A human being. <laughs> oh, somebody hit a human. Being. Oh my god. <laughs> you. Oh, you guys are all safe drivers. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only not liar of the bunch. You're he all ran into Thor. What? No. Well, that one in the middle was sad. <laughs> really? Did that really happen? My grandfather. Your wait, your grandfather. The person. Oh God, that was gonna be the most like happy slash sad reunion story of a family. I had a homeless person on. Lakeshore Drive, and then it was my grandfather that I hadn't seen in 50 years. And you seem young, so this is in the future. Um, your grandfather? Did the guy, how was the guy? Was the guy okay? Or woman? I don't know. You don't know. Your grandfather just said to you, like, you, so you're a child, you're on his knee, and he's like, one day you too can hit a home. Or like, what did he? he I think he was just like, what was that? What? Whoa. No! Oh boy. Were you with him? I, I was in the car. I was like, No! Stop telling me this story. Tell me more. <laughs> you were with him? Were you a child? I was like 10 or 11 years old. Oh, oh boy. Holy shit. Are you okay? I'm so glad you're talking about this. I'm not. <laughs> no, but I mean, he didn't do it. I just, yeah, no, I, I feel I like you've, you've had to deal with that your entire life. That's a lot. What season? What, what season? Yeah, what season? I don't remember. I can't believe you don't remember what season your grandfather hit somebody when you were a child. I feel like that's like the next question is just like, was it real cold? Like, was there ice? You really want to set the table? Or was it just, just no, just, did he not? Well, anyway. That, that some guy hit the car 
<laughs> running across the street, hit the car, and he was like, what was that? And I, I saw the guy coming. Oh, no. Oh, boy. And he just kept going. Wow. Well, I mean, honestly, obviously you've spent some time in Chicago, which is also where I'm from. So this is a very sad lesson, but I think the greatest lesson of all is don't run across Lakeshore Drive. That's a major highway. I know you guys don't know this, but that's like uh, hitting somebody just standing on the 405. It's a little bit like, whoops, that guy already had a tough day. <laughs> like, even if he didn't get hit, he's already standing on the 405. So, like, whatever scenario happened before, equally rough. Got to kind of scale. It's next to a beach, too, so either he, like, emerged from the ocean. <laughs> Poor guy, probably shipwrecked. <laughs> Which means he probably came from Indiana. He so swam from terrible. Indiana all the way across the lake, dragging. Oh, oh, I gotta deliver this FedEx. <laughs> no, get me uh, out of this. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't like my topical castaway joke? <laughs> well, it's mostly the death of a human being that's bothering me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not praising... Sure, no, you're not. I mean, we're all just talking about a real thing that happened. Hey, life yeah. is shit, you know? And sometimes you just gotta look directly at it. You gotta, yeah, sometimes you gotta look both ways. That's a great point, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's hear for that guy. Really, he's gone through a lot. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. Hey, we've got an awesome show, Rhea, we? do we? have a great show. Do you want to, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll bring out this first Sounds I'll announce this first you name. You want me to pop off, of or you want me to do the last name? No, I'll, oh, that was Rhea Butcher. I'll, I'll do this first name, you can come back and do the second comic. How about that? Let's hear for Rhea Butcher, guys. Let's hear for Rhea. <laughs> Couldn't be better. So sad about those hippos, though, really. Um, hey, this first comic is a friend of ours, a favorite in L.A. You might have heard him on This American Life. He's... Such a great guy and such a great comic. I love him. Let's hear it right now for Chris Garcia, guys. Give it up for Chris. Thanks, everybody. Keep it going for uh, Cam and Rhea, huh? Good to see you guys. I just got back from Spain. Uh, while I was there, I watched a bunch of soccer on TV. So fun. Those announcers are so amazing. I don't think I could ever go back to just watching it with like a regular British announcer. Just like, and there's the equalizer. After 89 minutes of play, we have a tie. Championship match. You watch that stuff in Spanish, and those guys are like, Y el portero cumplió 33 años hace dos días! Like, holy crap, what'd he say? Oh, he just said the goalie turned 33 two days ago. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He's just excited. <laughs> ah! What the hell was that? Oh, he's just yawning. <laughs> he's just that excited. Uh, while I was there, I went to a bullfight, which I thought was going to be awesome, and I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone to a bullfight before, but it's basically like animal cruelty, but with like a bunch of this. <laughs> a lot of like snapping, a lot of snaps, and a lot of death. It's so weird. Like, who's the psychopath that came up with this idea? Who's the guy that one day was like, Pedro, I want to create a sport where I kill an animal. Like, what kind of animal? Like a lion or like a tiger? No. A cow. 
a very angry cow. <laughs> Sounds crazy, man. How are you going to kill this cow? By dancing. I don't know, man. That sounds really dangerous. Are you going to wear armor or anything? No, I'm going to dress like Sgt. Pepper, but a little tighter. <laughs> Put a ballet shoe on my head. Of course, that's not how it happened. It must have occurred naturally. Like one day, a drunk Spaniard picked a fight with a cow, and someone that was there was like, yeah, I'm going to have to see that again. <laughs> so it became a tradition. And I think about traditions all, all the time, especially like the Spanish or like Hispanic traditions that like make a big crossover like all over the world. And I was thinking about this the other day when I was listening to the oldie station and the song La Bamba came on. And I was sitting there just listening. I was like, what is this song about? And uh, well, I, let me just translate. You, you guys decide. I will translate it for you. This is La Bamba in English. It goes like this. <clears throat> the Bamba. The Bamba. <laughs> The, the bomba, the bomba. You want to do the bomba? Do the bomba. All you got to do, do the bomba. So thank you for me and for you. Ariba, Ariba, the bomba, the, the bomba, the bomba. I'm not a sailor. I'm a captain. 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 I'm Captain Bomba, the, the bomba, the bomba. Thank you. It's a great song. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm getting married this year. And uh, thank you. Very excited. I proposed a couple months ago. And uh, before I proposed, I wanted to do the classy thing. Talk to my lady's dad about it first. And uh, so I flew to Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Iowa's not very diverse. I was the only black guy there. And I was nervous. Not because I wasn't diverse. I was nervous because I'd never met... Her dad in person before, and because he's six foot eight. Yeah. I was so intimidated. I felt like the subtext to our conversation was just like, hello, sir, I'm also a man. And I'm here to ask for permission to dilute your gene pool. So I don't come from a tall family. My mom is four foot eight. Yeah, she's so small, she looks far away. She should have a little sign on it that says Cubans in the mirror may be closer than they appear. <laughs> My parents are very excited for us to get married and like, they just can't wait. They just want us to have kids like right away. And this is what they claim. They say it's so I could continue the family name. Uh, my last name is Garcia. <laughs> we live here in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> I don't work for the census, but uh, we got it covered. <laughs> I looked it up, and Garcia's the fifth most common last name in the world. In the whole world. The first four are Lee, Chang, Wang, and Wong. Isn't that amazing? Garcia's are fucking on a Chinese level. <laughs> We're coming for you, Wong. One Wong move. See you guys later. <laughs> you guys have been great. My name is Chris Garcia. You guys have a great night. Chris Garcia, you guys, let him hear it.
Uh, I, too, asked uh, my fiancé's father for permission to ask her to marry me. And he was a perfect gentleman about it. Give it up for her dad real quick for telling me I totally could. I did that. It was a great conversation. My dad, on the other hand, not super easy to talk to. He's the kind of guy that has five handguns, but never takes a photograph without giving a peace sign. He's the kind of guy he is. He also used to feed me dinner on an old weight bench in the basement. And that's what made me the strong lesbian I am today. You guys want to keep the show going? I sure do. This next comic is super funny, and it's his first time on the show, so let's give him a nice warm welcome. You guys give it up for Jack Rubbishot, everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. How's it going? The, uh, Rhea did a great job with, with my last name. There was some last name talk overheard from the back. I don't know if you guys remember from five seconds ago, but my last name is Robichaud. It's a pretty, uh, pretty difficult name to say. People like see. It's one of those names people see, and they're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm all set. I don't need to know that one. But it's good, because like, I do a lot of these shows, and people will like, ask how to pronounce it, so Rhea did like, a great job, but it's, 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 a, it's a tough name. It's a difficult name to pronounce. It's Robichaud, R-O-B-I-C-H-A-U-D, Robichaud. And uh, this is like a 100% true story. I don't have any problem with people screwing up my last name. This is a 100% true story. You guys remember you used to get like telemarketer calls when you were younger? They just like read your name off of a Rolodex. This telemarketer called a long time ago. Again, 100% true story. And I'll say again, my last name is Robichaud, R-O-B-I-C-H-A-U-D. This telemarketer calls up. He goes, hey, uh, how you doing? Can I speak to uh, Mr. Rib Sauce? <laughs> it's like, really? That's what it says there on the paper? Or did you just see the R and you were like, ah, fuck it. I haven't eaten lunch yet. I'm going to go with the meat glaze. But then he like paused for a little bit. He's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Is that correct? And I was right off the bat was like, it, it fucking is now. That's the best name I've ever heard in my entire life. Because if somebody calls you Mr. Rib Sauce by accident, you don't correct them with your stupid other last name. You just go, yeah, Rib Sauce here. What can I buy from you? I clearly own a chain of semi-famous Midwestern barbecue restaurants. Take whatever you're selling. There's also some dad talk. I have a, you guys got cool dads? I have a pretty cool dad, too. Mustachioed dad. Um, and I'm from New Hampshire, so I don't, I don't see him that much that often. But we have a great relationship. My dad's a super sweet, nice guy. But, like, it's, it's getting to the point where whenever I, like, call him and talk to him and I tell him that I love him, like, he, like, panics. Like, he has no idea how to respond. He doesn't, like, turn on me. He's not like, you're not my son. But, like, he'll just panic. Like, I was talking to him the other day, and I just, it was really simple. Just the end of the conversation, I was like, all right, Dad, I'll talk to you later. I love you. You just, like, feel the tension on the other end. He just blurts out. He goes, yeah, that's okay. Good stuff, bud. It's like, what? That doesn't even, what did that mean? Where, what's wrong? You raised me. You've wiped me before. What is your problem? <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell from looking at me not doing well financially. Um, <laughs> here's a good example of how not well I'm doing financially. I said these words verbatim to a friend recently with no irony behind it at all. 
I said, hey man, here's that fifth dollar I owe you. Just paying them in increments. A rib sauce always pays his debts. I do have a job, which is, which is good. I had to interview for it. I do not like job interviews. And uh, to make matters worse, this particular job interview, um, I don't know if other 29-year-old guys have had this situation, but I got a, a, an old-fashioned boner during the job interview. <laughs> just an old-fashioned erection during a regular job interview. Just like, a, just like one of those high school-style like miscalculations of blood flow in the body. Like, why is this happening now on the bus? We pull up to school. But I was like, oh, great. What if I have to, like, abruptly stand up and shake this guy's hand? This is going to be so embarrassing. I was very worried the whole time. And then it got towards the end of the interview, and I was like, started thinking about it a little bit. Still had the boner going. Started thinking about it a little bit. I was like, wait a minute. This is going to be perfect if at the end of this interview, this guy asks me how bad I want this job. He's like, wow, we interviewed a Harvard graduate before this. I've never seen this kind of enthusiasm. Welcome to Forever 21, sir. Welcome aboard. Suit up. Put the pants on. Anyone have like an old crappy car they're just trying to hold on to? It's just slowly dying. My, she's my girl. My 95 Toyota. She's, she's going out. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing, though. There's some fun stuff. I have, I have some fun times that happen in my car. If anyone does have a shitty old car, this is a fun thing that happens to me. Um, has anyone ever been, like, driving around, just listening to, like, a song on the stereo you've heard, like, a million times? And then that second speaker kicks in? Whoa! I didn't know there were drums in this song. All right. Pearl Jam has five people in it. And we hit a pothole, and it's back to just bass and vocals. Damn it. I hate my life. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I, do, I drink a lot, and because I don't have any money, I've been drinking some malt liquor 40s lately. Anyone a fan of those? Monstrous, disgusting. They're awful. If no one knows what a malt liquor 40 is, this is what it is. If someone like, had a beer, they're like, you know what would make this beer taste better? If the devil farted into it. <laughs> They're the worst drink I've ever had. It's the only drink that hisses when you open it. If anyone's opened a Colt 45, it's just like, ugh, seven days. And you can't buy a 40 without looking like the biggest piece of shit in the world. You can go to any liquor store or convenience store. You can buy, like, a box of 30 cans of beer. Like, 30, you can buy two of them. You can buy 60 cans of beer. The guy behind the counter is like, ah, he's probably going to a barbecue, hang out with 60 friends. You buy 140 by yourself, the guy's like, ah, that guy's going down to his basement to smoke cigarettes and throw a knife at a wall. That guy's a creep. That guy's a piece of garbage. All right, guys, that's my time. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Guys, give it over Jack one more time. He was great. First time around the show. How are you guys doing? I didn't even check in with you to see how your days were. How are you doing? Yeah, what'd you do today? Nothing. Nothing? Not a thing. I like that. That's... I mean, don't stress out. Yeah. What, uh, um, what do you do for a living? I'm retired. You're retired? Yeah, I retired last month. At the... You are a... 31. What do you mean? Again at some point. What, what are you talking about? 
oh, you worked at Capital. Yeah. And then you were like, actually, this is enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> what in the world? That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. You retired at 31, but you will work again. Maybe. I don't, yeah. Great. Great. How does your retirement feel? What does one do when one is a retired 31-year-old? But you surely something must fill the time. We had Brussels sprouts. You had Brussels sprouts. And think, just 70 more years of that. (laughs) Wow. I'm so happy for you slash, like, genuinely disturbed. About two things. Number one, what have I been doing with my life? I'm 33. You're hitting houses. I'm hitting, yeah. Great point, sir. I would have to, if I were retired, I'd have to come out of retirement and pay for that bumper scratch. What do you do? So cagey, just as a group. So cagey, what do you do? I work for a government contract. You work for a government contract? Basically destroy other countries. Basically destroy other countries. So honest. Does the government know you are representing your work that way? I mean, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And you're just like, well, another, yeah, pays the bills. Are you guys together? Nope. <laughs> Just two strangers sitting near each other. One is retired. But you're friends. You should give him some of your money. You know? Just like as a friend. I just mean for the sake of the world. Because he just said his job is to destroy other countries out of his mouth. In public. <laughs> How's that? Is that? How's that? How? Cool. How long have you been doing that? I worked pharmaceutical for ten years, and I got sick of it. You worked pharmaceuticals for ten years, in pharmaceuticals, not destroying other. Destroying lives. Yeah. You're the straight talkiest guy I've ever met. Just don't, please don't fucking sugarcoat. I do not want the placebo. You know what I mean? I want the real shit, and you are giving it to me. Um, what did you sell when you were working for pharmaceuticals? You don't have to name products because I'm sure that's probably not something you can do, but like what type of thing? What entity? What type of field? Antidepressants. Antidepressants, Antidepressants and inhalers. Inhalers isn't, hey, that can go well. Yeah. <laughs> Trying as hard as I can to put a positive spin on your life, but you don't give a fuck. Yeah. So you were like, I got to get out of this inhaler business. And then the government was like, would you, you seem to have the right set of skills. I had a job before that, too. You had, what was your job in after, between? After that, uh... This is the most interesting two people <laughs> literally ever. Like loops and... In, the, in between, you worked in a sex toy, like a... Loops. Like in a shop, or... Oh, no, 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 like manufacturing. You did, you manu... You <laughs> manufactured lube. Right. <laughs> Thank you for your service, sir. And then the government, so you went to the government 
and you had a resume. And it was like inhalers, lube. And they were like, oh, great. Just the guy. We need you in Iraq. <laughs> kind of? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> great. Guys, Hillary Clinton needs to be president. <laughs> some scary shit. She, she would, she's gonna, listen, she's also gonna do scary shit. All politicians are gonna do scary shit, but I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for the possibility of her. First of all, we should clap for those two people for just being... <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm so excited for the possibility of her just because, like, here's, number one, Absolutely, like she has done questionable things. And I do not think that there is anybody that is in the, in the position to be president that has not. Like we're just talking, it's all, I, in my mind, it's like an even playing field. Except that some people are presenting things, um, they're pre are presenting a view where, uh, like I'm not sure the world that they're seeing, like she might have privately some other views, but at least publicly the things that's come out of her mouth are things that make sense to me. And I'm very curious to see if there is another Democratic candidate or, like, if she... If we just get, like, rounds and rounds of Republican debates. Like, what will that be like if there's no primary on the Democratic side to balance Republicans talking to each other? Because Republicans have to do so much dancing to take care of, like, the conservative base but also like fiscal conservatives and also religious conservatives and also social conservatives so like the different points that they have to hit the nuance is amazing like i just want to only see like just seven or eight rounds of debates where people are like i'm not sure how i feel about gays definitely won't attend a marriage <laughs> i'm into pizza also <laughs> indiana no problem though discrimination isn't real you know like they just like say all that stuff <laughs> and then hillary clinton's just like Gays are fine. <laughs> you know, like, I just want... I kind of am curious if that's what's going to happen. And I have to say, I'm, like, so ready for a woman to be president. Like, that would be just the... There's not going to be... This is it, I think, for, like, a long time. Uh, I don't think there's going to be, like, a Hillary Clinton and then, like, four years later, like, well, then also this female candidate. Like, she has been working... Hey, she, you know probably married a dude. It seems like there may be in a possibly in a companionate marriage where they've just like had an understanding for a real long time. They had one kid just be like, here, we did it. You know, like just. <laughs> and she's made so many sacrifices. She was a lawyer and a senator and a first lady and a secretary of state. Like there is not, there. The, that woman, like ha she has to start now. You could, st this could be you. You could start. Yeah, you could start. But like you have to start. She had, it's going to take so long for there, there to be another woman that has like that strength behind her. And I just want to, hey, I, this is, I understand that this is 100% just appealing only to me. I get it. But I just like, I absolutely want to hear Madam President. I for sure want to see people salute a lady in a skirt, wearing a nice skirt suit. <laughs> and in the military, if you're a woman, but you're like a higher rank, they call you sir. Like, who in the fuck doesn't want to see Hillary Clinton? She walks out, she's wearing a tasteful skirt suit, and then the Joint Chiefs of Staff are like, sir? Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's it. That's the, that's, I just want to see that. Right? 
feel like so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for her a lot of times, you know. <laughs> as much as I can, guys. You've been great, and there's more show. Can you believe it? I know a lot of you guys thought, oh, this meandering Hillary defense coupled with that very interesting kind of interview moment for those two, surely that must be the end of the show. We always end on like kind of a denouement. But no, there's more comics. Are you guys ready for more show? Great. Well, this next comic, she is a favorite of ours. She comes back frequently, and we love to have her. Let's hear it right now for Marcella Aguila, guys. Give it up for Marcella. She doesn't even know what Hillary's about. She's like, skirts! I'm voting for it. That's great. That's great. Uh, what's up? My name's Marcella. I'm tall for a woman. Get over it. All right, everybody, just move on already. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much. Uh, I want to talk about it. I'm 6'2", and I'm very comfortable with my height, but I've been called a giraffe since I was a kid. I know, it really offends me as a proud uh, giraffe american <laughs> right. can't even say it. It's so dumb. Uh... I like going dancing. I love dancing. I like going dancing. I always go dancing. Uh, but when I go dancing, uh, I only go to gay clubs. Because uh, at gay clubs, uh, the men are always like, Yes, bitch! Work, bitch! Yes, queen! You're giving me life, bitch! Yes! <laughs> and if I go to the straight clubs, the guys are like, Is that a dude? That's a real thing that happens. You guys don't have to get upset about it. I'm just like, I'm like, no, I'm not a dude. And then we just dance. It's not, don't, don't be so upset. Um, but I do love uh, gay men because they're, they're just, they're, they're so full of compliments. They always make you feel good. I mean, a gay guy, gay guy that meets me is always like, oh, girl, I'd snatch you right up. If I was straight, I would snatch you right up. I had a, I had a gay guy the other night who was like, oh, if I was straight, I'd take you to dinner. I was like, sir, if you were straight, the only place you'd take me is for granted. It's <laughs> a lot of clever shit going on here, guys. Just punching them out for you. I'm sorry that you're... I hurt your feelings? I don't... <laughs> you were so into the homeless guy getting run over. I'm like, look both ways. That's hilarious. Shame. Shame on all of you. I'm having a good time. I don't give a shit. Um, I went to the Grand Canyon last year. You guys, just what you want to talk about, huh? Went to the Grand Canyon. And uh, the first few minutes of taking in the Grand Canyon, I noticed that people were looking at me with the same shock and awe that they were looking at the Grand Canyon. Like, oh, it's enormous. <laughs> don't look directly at it. You're going to get dizzy. I actually heard a lady, I heard a lady, she goes, damn, that's a big old bitch. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, can you just start the tour? Um, you should get the tour started, please. Thank you. Uh, and the other thing I noticed about the Grand Canyon, before I even got there, I had to Google, you know, the directions. And I noticed uh, when that pulled up that there were Yelp reviews on the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Um, because white people are out of control. You're out of control. It's a fucking Grand Canyon. It's perfect just the way it is. There's always some jackass who wants to feel important online, right? And so I have a couple uh, Grand Canyon reviews memorized for your listening pleasure. Um, hope this doesn't offend you. Um, <laughs> the first review comes from, these are real reviews of the Grand Canyon. The first review is from Rochelle F. 
Okay. Rochelle wrote... Actually, we're going to call her Rochelle because you know she fucking hates that. Okay. Rochelle wrote, there was too much fog. We had to leave the Grand Canyon because of the fog. Three out of five stars. Not only does this bitch have the nerve to review the earth, she also has a strong opinion on God's farts. Uh, and who, like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, she downloads an app, creates a username, searches the Grand Canyon, types in a review, chooses three stars, hits send, and she couldn't Google the weather before she got there. Okay, second, re- second review comes from Cornelius T. Cornelius T. wrote, I couldn't comprehend the hugeness of it. You guys hear what I just said? I could not comprehend the hugeness of it. Two out of five stars. Yep, it's real. Can you imagine what his other reviews are like? He's like, I don't understand how my feet stay on the ground. Gravity, one out of five stars. The fuck are you talking about, Cornelius? Um, <laughs> I uh, so I'm tall. Uh, uh, I'm mixed. Uh, I am mixed with colonialism and oppression. Huh? One-liners for you guys, huh? They offend you too, huh? That's your fault too, actually. Uh, <laughs> I just turn on you guys. Okay. Uh, I, oh, I, people are obsessed with the 90s right now, all right? People are obsessed with the 90s, like 90s nostalgia, which is totally fine. Uh, and I'm surprised that nobody, like no producer, a music producer hasn't sampled that old Chili's jingle. Do you guys remember that Chili's jingle? I want my baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. Chili's baby back. Where's Bobby? Who's us, right? A producer just slows it down. Some hip-hop producer just slows it down. I want my, I want my, I want my baby back. I want my baby back. I want my, I want my, I want my baby back. And the beat drops and Drake raps over it because that's the kind of love sick shit he likes. <laughs> I want my baby back like when I used to take it to Chili's. <laughs> she gave me that TLC, man. I called her Chili. <laughs> but she cold-blooded, man. She left me Chili. <laughs> Nah, I'm chilly. A chili's eating chili because of chili. He sucks at rapping. That's what I'm trying to. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Don't like him at all. Um, gentrification is a huge problem. Huge problem. Whoa, this is gonna really upset you guys, huh? We all know what gentrification is. Just from white people with money going into the hood, kicking out Latinos, Blacks, and Asians. And everybody's like, white people is white people's fault. But I'm here to tell you, it's not white people's fault. You know whose fault it is? Rappers. Just rapping about making the making the hood sound cool. White kids are just listening to it, like, let's live there. <laughs> Biggie's like, spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. And people are like, let's open an artisan coffee shop in Brooklyn and spread love. Let's open a canvas bag store or whatever the fuck they're doing over there. Some kid just thinks he's gonna meet his blowjob Betty in Oakland. It's not gonna happen, okay? You know what we need? You know how we can rectify this? We get a rapper to like rap about like Boise, Idaho or some shit. <laughs> it's no, we're keeping it noisy in Boise. <laughs> we're keeping it real in the fields. Get white people back to their homeland. My name's Marcel Arguello. Thank you so much. <laughs> Keep it going. Marcel Arguello, you guys. Let her hear. I was, that Marcella's set was so great, number one. And she reminded me the other day I was feeling 
feeling pretty good in like the self-esteem department. And then I had to go get my car smog-checked, which is super annoying. Uh, but that's not the funny part of the story. So I was trying to get $10 off by checking in on Yelp. And to do that, you had to sign into Yelp to do it. And I was like, surely I have a Yelp. And then I tried to sign into it, got into it, and found that I had written some Yelp reviews myself. <laughs> if you ever want to kick your own teeth out, just go back and find some Yelp reviews you forgot you wrote. You'll really hate yourself. I was like, I really enjoyed the tater tot pizza. But the lack of hot sauce was disappointing. Two and a half stars. Just terrible. Just, uh, just time traveled to when I was a awful human being. And did not deserve to have a phone. And then I just left my car there and walked back home. Just gave the man $60 and was like, no, I don't deserve to drive. I wrote Yelp reviews. Uh, consistently in 2007. So I'm just going to go home and never leave my house. I'm going to run into my house and then I'm never going to leave my house. I'm going to hit my house and then I'm never going to leave my house. I'll try this one more joke and then I'll... We only have two more comics left. Are you guys ready for that? You guys still have it, right? Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do that joke. I'm just going to bring up this next comic. Oh, no. All right, now I'll do it. All right, that one lady made everybody else was like, great. And she was like, oh, and I was like, that lady knows what's up. Doing it for you. I was traveling and I was in the airport and I went into the public restroom and uh, it was a bit messy in there. And I realized that women, when we go into the bathroom, I feel like if a dude went into a public restroom and there was blood in the public restroom, he'd be like, holy shit, what happened in here? I got to get out of here. But as women, we go in the bathroom, we're like, ooh, rough day. So that's what's awesome about being a woman. We're just like, yeah, I hear you, sister. I'm going to go next door and try the other one. Oh, boy. Rough Tuesday. All right. Well, it was worth it, it feel like. feels like. Tried that one out. Okay, let's bring our next comic up, right? Awesome. You guys are ready for him. He's super funny. You guys keep it going for Gabe Delahaye. Thank you. Wish I hadn't told that joke. <laughs> Could have been out here 30 seconds ago. <sighs> Bad start. Hi, guys. How you doing? Anybody 31 years old and retired here? Anybody, anybody a big Brussels sprouts fan? <laughs> it's just in case I get bored and I have to call somebody else. Uh... <laughs> I'm glad to see you guys. I wasn't sure if anyone would be at the show. I know that a lot of people have been canceling plans and not doing anything because Under the Dome returns to TV on June 25th. <laughs> you guys watch Under the Dome? 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 Under the Huge fan. Okay. Well, under the Dome? I'm not sure. It's a yes or no question. Do you watch Under the Dome? Yeah, okay. Are you the guy who made lube? Okay, Under the Dome. Under the Dome. Under the Dome. Under the Dome. I, look, the longer that this takes, the less Q&A time you guys have. Under the Dome. All right, look. 
I really wish you guys watched Under the Dome. These next 45 minutes would make a lot more sense. I, I know that characters on TV shows aren't allowed to know what their TV show is called. But they spend the first five episodes of Under the Dome running around being like, I think it's a dome. It's like, yeah, guys. The only thing I understand about what's happening is that you are under a dome. It's time to, ca- time to catch up. That's it. That was a really long setup for uh, a joke about a show you guys have never watched. Except for you. You like it, right? It's kind of gone downhill. Um, I'm sorry if anyone here created Under the Dome. Sorry if Stephen King is here. I would watch a TV show that was just Werner Herzog listing how much money everyone made. That would be my favorite show on earth. Like if it was just him in a chair and he was just like, last year, Josh Duhamel made $125,000 in residual checks from how to win a date with Ted Hamilton. (laughs) See, it'd be a good show. Susan Sorrentin made $1.5 million from her weird ping pong bar. That's it. That's the show. That's... All right, I better make this call. Hi. Uh, what else? Did I talk about Under the Dome? Okay. <sighs> Somebody stole my license plate the other day, which I did not know was something that people stole, but I guess he needed it. Or she. She could have needed it. So I had to go to the police department and file a report. And while I was following the report, the cop was helping me out with the paperwork. He was very nice. And the phone rang, and he picked it up, and he went like this. (laughs) And then he looked at me, and he was like, did you hear that? It almost blew my hair back. And I was like, no, what was it? He said, someone's screaming. (laughs) I didn't know that was allowed. I didn't know that cops could just hang up on you if you were being too much. So you gotta chill. If you're gonna call the cops, be cool. <laughs> you guys like topical jokes? Topical jokes? Top- I'm not. Three years ago, three years ago, Instagram, Facebook bought Instagram for $1 billion. This was in the news, so it counts. Uh, Facebook bought Instagram for a billion dollars, and I was talking to my friend about it. And uh, she was like, I wish I invented Instagram. I was like, why don't you wish you invented Facebook? (laughs) They have a billion dollars just to buy Instagram. That seems like a better deal. And her answer was, I don't know. They got all those lawsuits, and the movie made that guy seem like kind of a jerk. I was like, you can wish you invented Facebook without all the headaches. (laughs) It'll never have happened. Just pretend it went even better for you. It's like reading in the newspaper that a woman got hit by a bus and sued the city for $6 million, and you're like, I wish I got hit by a bus. It's like, just wish for $6 million. (laughs) Cut straight to the good stuff. I saw a headline the other day on the Huffington Post, and it said, how much was Jay Gatsby really worth? Zero? (laughs) He doesn't exist. He's worth zero dollars. I make more money than Jay Gatsby because I'm real. I do. I like to watch movies. Makes me, it's a pretty special thing about me. 
I've been watching a lot of older movies from when I was a kid, and I've noticed that any movie that came out before 1998, the, the plot falls apart immediately if you imagine that even just one character had a cell phone. <laughs> Die Hard, Detective John McClane is coming to Los Angeles to try and repair things with his estranged wife. Hans Gruber cuts the phone lines to Nakatomi Plaza. Detective John McClane pulls out his cell phone, calls the cops. <laughs> and he's like, you guys better get over here. <laughs> cops come, movie's over. Home Alone. Kevin McAllister's family leaves for Paris for Christmas. A very relatable situation we've all been in. Fuller doesn't take it easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> Harry and Marv cut the phone lines to the McAllister house. Kevin pulls out his cell phone, calls the cops. He's like, look, you guys better get over here. I put the hot thing on the doorknob, but I think that they're still going to get in. <laughs> cops come, movie's over. I can do it with any movie. Give me a movie from 1998 or before. Space Jam? You're a grown man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fine. Space Jam. Michael Jordan travels to Looney Tune Planet to save the universe with basketball. He's like, you know what? Why don't we just pull out our cell phone, call the cops, have them save the universe? <laughs> Movie's over. And do it with any movie. Give me another movie. Titanic. Titanic? Oh. What? Sophie's Choice. That's not, that's not even... Yeah, she pulls out her cell phone and calls the cops. She's like, I don't want to choose between my kids. Why don't you guys get over here and end the Holocaust? <laughs> Movie's over. <laughs> Man. I'm doing, uh, give me another movie. Can't Hardly Wait. I mean, there's not a big crisis in that. Like, they want to get laid... He just calls the cops. He's like, can I come help me get laid? The cops come. Movie's over. <laughs> Give me another movie. I can Power do it. Bound. What? Top Gun. Top Gun. Very easy. Very easy. Mavericks flying all around, being a hot shot. Goose is in trouble. Looks like his plane's going down. Goose is about to die. Maverick pulls out his cell phone. <laughs> calls the cops. He's like, I think Goose is in trouble. Cops gone, movie's over. All right, one more, one more. Homeward Bound. What? Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound with the dogs that don't talk? Well, that one doesn't work. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Does, it, does they go on a camping trip? Is that how the dogs get lost? How do the dogs get lost? Come on, help me out. Okay, the family starts to move and the dogs have to catch up to the house. Right, so here's the problem. The dogs are trying to get home. They're having trouble. They pull out the cell phone. They call the cops. And the cop is just like... Yeah, thank you. Guys, keep it going for Gabe. One more time for Gabe. Hey, we have one more awesome comic left. Now, she is an old friend of mine. We started in Chicago together, and I love when she does the show. Let's hear it, guys, right now for Beth Stelling. Give it up for Beth. Hey, y'all. 
Oh, so good to be here. Where's Cam family? Hey, great to see you guys. All right, so um, <laughs> we'll catch up later. I only got a couple of minutes. Uh, I just turned 30. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, my knee sounds like grabbing the handle of a plastic bag. <laughs> so I'm aging well. I wish I could retire at 31, but I'm a stand-up comedian, so should be 32 if things go well. The wrong one of you retired. <laughs> we need you to retire. Right? You don't want to retire and eat Brussels sprouts for the rest of your life? You guys are killing it. Okay. My dad's not retired either. My dad did give me a ringle on my birthday. We don't talk that often. Don't stress. It's just because he lives far away. And I think that that's a good excuse. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he called to wish me a happy birthday. And then he did what you're not supposed to do, which is bring up something bad. <laughs> I used to play field hockey in high school and college, you know, which is where I got these party thighs. And he ended the conversation by saying happy birthday. And then he goes, remember when I used to call you the Shaquille O'Neal of field hockey? Which he did, you know. Um, he never saw me play. <laughs> he just lives in Orlando, and at the time, Shaq was playing for the Magic. And <laughs> I reminded his daughter reminded him of a powerful, large black man, which is a compliment. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't have gotten that upset. But I said, yes, I do remember. I talk about it on stage, and I call you the Casey Anthony of dads. <laughs> But we never had a pool. All right. Uh, so my dad, he, uh, he, he's create, he lives in Orlando, Florida. He's created his own profession. He likes to dress up in different costumes, stand on street corners, and yell in front of restaurants that pay him to do what crazy people do for free. Uh, so he, it's like he dresses up as like a slice of pizza, you know, in front of a pizza store, like a leprechaun in front of a caravan. You know, you guys are thinking of like the Liberty Tax guy. My dad blows those people out of the water. He's like losing his mind, doing a lot of kicks. There's yelling. There's raising the roof, telling people to follow that party road, stuff like that. So people, like he called, he got a morph suit recently. He was very into the morph suit. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a full body, you know, like the colored suits that are full body. Like, like a, you know what I'm talking about, right? What? Well, you can get them in any color. <laughs> okay? And he has one in orange. And he told me the other day that he had the morph suit on in front. He's working at an orange Julius. And he said it started to rain, and he almost suffocated. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> that's hilarious. That, that's an occupational hazard for you. Something you put on your own body almost killed you. So, yeah. He'll, people will call his, his business line and, and say so. He'll, he'll be like, okay, yeah, you want Chef Big Butt from three to five or whatever? And then he goes, I'll send a man out. <laughs> Always him. <Yeah. laughs> Nobody else works for that company. <laughs> so, when I... Uh, when I was uh, in high school, my sisters were Kai Omegas. Um, any Kai was in the house? 
Oh, good, that's surprising. But um, their Omegas at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. And, and on my spring break, I would go visit them. And, you know, just drink a lot of beer and barf all over myself and then eat Jimmy John's. And um, <laughs> my days were open. <laughs> so uh, so I, uh, I would go with my sister's roommate, who was a student, t- student teacher at the time at a pretty shitty preschool. And I would go with her and, like, just had maybe the craziest day ever. First of all, I mean, kids, you know, do say the darndest things, but we get there and this one little girl, you know, like, it's so inappropriate for adults to like, be like, I have to pee, but this is like on the regular in a preschool. Like you guys are so uncomfortable right now with me doing this, but this was like, this is how you're like, yep, I don't, I got to pee. And this is how I'm going to stop it from happening. I'm going to put, I'm going to plug it up (laughs) with some pressure uh, and hold myself and this little girl came up to me, and she goes, and I was like, you got to go? She's like, oh, my mom says that I can't touch my crunch. And I was like, absolutely. So I still call it my crunch to this day. That's mostly because of the vajazzles I have down there, but that's a, another story. And then another kid goes, I'm ready for my nap. I need to lie down and rest my weary bones. (laughs) Which one of your terrifying parents said that? Oh my God, is your mom a ghost? Jesus Christ. So then we were next door, you know, to this man's house. This preschool is next door to a man's house. And it was like pretty, I mean, not to be judgmental, but I'm going to be. So it was like a kind of a little, it was low income. It was kind of like, there's a little white dude who I looked over and sure, maybe he didn't have a ton of money for dog food, but don't buy a dog. Okay. So I look over and he basically, he has a Jack Russell Terrier and I basically just see it get punted like out the door. And I'm a bleeding heart for animals. Like, I was going to be a veterinarian. Um, that was my plan. And then I did an internship with a veterinarian in high school and she was like, don't be a veterinarian. <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, I'll study theater. And uh, also she was just trying to convince me that like, it's all, when I was there, she was doing like cosmetic. The, the dog that I was there to like, oversee an intern, they were just taking sebaceous glands off of a Bichon Frise, that kind of dog, because the lady didn't like the way it felt when she pet it. And the woman was like, these will just, the vet was like, these will just grow back. <laughs> and then, uh, or you just like rip balls out of dogs. The old rip and snip is what they call it. So I don't know if they call it that. But um, I just didn't want to do that, you know? And so, and also like when I was little, if like there was roadkill in front of the house or something, like a squirrel, I would scoop it up with a shovel and then just bury it in our backyard, send a little prayer up to the J-E-S-U-S, I don't know, is he up there, who's to know, and hope for the best, you know, that that squirrel squirrel would go to heaven. And then I would spray a water bottle, I don't know, to imitate rain. I mean, who's to know why I did that? Um, Bury it in the backyard with the rest of the guinea pigs that we had. We always buried our guinea pigs in the sandbox, (laughs) <laughs> what a mistake. Uh, we were always trying to dig to China, and we definitely d- dug it up. There's nothing, the only drug that I'll ever need is trying to pet a guinea pig in a cage. It's such a rush. Have you done it? Oh, my God. They, they're like a little, there's a, a horse, a million horsepower in that tiny little ball of fur. It's like, you know, like you just try to reach down, but it looks a little bit like a lion. 
it's a great experience. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the dra- Jack Russell. Uh, yep, so then I grabbed the dog. I hopped the fence, and I grabbed the dog to save it. And then I fed it what was around the preschool, which was just a loaf of bread. And it just ate the entire... I couldn't stop it. It was like a drunk Kai Omega, just wasted, shoving bread in its mouth. Just full... And which could be better than dog food. Who's to know? It probably is better than dog food. And then, okay, so the guy comes over and he was, you know, terrifying. He was like Jenny's dad in Forrest Gump. And... <laughs> Technically, I should be terrified. I stole a man's dog. And so, (laughs) and really all that happened was we had to give it back. There's not a good end to the story. I mean, I just gave it right back into the monster's hands. And then he just punted it back over the... He didn't do that. (laughs) I couldn't save the dog. I wasn't ready for that kind of commitment at the time. (sighs) Sorry, that ended sad, but... I don't know what else to tell you. I hope everybody reaches their goal weight while they sleep tonight. Does that... (laughs) Does that help? Okay, so... uh, I'm going to leave here soon. Um, My... uh, Okay. Yeah, so my mom still lives at home. (laughs) Loser. And... (laughs) She lives in the house that we grew up in. And... Um, you know, I used to hump a lot of stuff as a kid around the house. And then I would get this overwhelming feeling of guilt right afterwards. And I have to imagine it's because I felt like I was cheating on the couch with the edge of the bathtub. Who's... <laughs> I feel like that's a great way to end. Um, uh, and if you do want to reach your goal weights, a spray tan will do it. You know, I don't know if it's because it makes you look thinner or if people are just so distracted by how orange you are and they can't see anything below the line in your neck. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. I'm Beth Stelling. Get up for Cameron and Rhea. Guys, let's hear for Beth. <laughs> Beth Stelling. Holy shit, she's very funny. Guys, uh, we're going to welcome Rhea back out one more time to the stage. Let's hear for Rhea. Yeah, and a special thing to say before we end the show. It's been a great show so far. Has it not? Great show. And I know you need to get on with your lives, but I was just wondering if you would do me one favor. So the reason my family is visiting is because my mom just had a birthday. And so I was wondering if as a group we could sing happy birthday to her. This We haven't even done it yet as a family, so you're part of the Espositos now. Watch how you drive on the way home. <laughs> so we'll do it on three. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy So just blow it out anyway. She got all of them! Full cupcake and candles. She nailed everyone. That means your wish is going to come true. Uh, guys, that is our show. One more time for everybody you saw tonight. We are here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. That's Rhea Butcher. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Have a great night. Get your hands together. Put
your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.